welcome to episode 85 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast Splatter Chatter, where we have casual conversation about some of our favourite horror movies. I am one of your hosts, Jenna Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, anytime. How's it going? What you been doing? Um, this week, what have I uh, done? Oh, I, um, I smashed through, I read The Hellbound Heart, the mm-hmm. Clyde Barker book. I've never read it. Yep. I've only ever watched it, and I thought, you know what, bit 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 of a fake fan. I, I was going to say, like, and you call yourself a fan? Uh, I read it. It was it's very short. It's like a hundred pages. Yeah, um, I read it in a couple of nights or whatever. But it's pretty much just the film, except it more focuses on the main. Uh, the first half of the film is Julia as the main character, and then the end half is like. Kirsty is the main character, but they're all the same age in this film. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, the dad is, it's not her dad, it's her, like, ex lover. Yes. Like, Kirsty. And yeah, yeah. So it was really hard not to have the visions of, like, the, the film of the people in there. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell where he, like, did some things in the film where he's like, oh, you know, a better idea would be, visually would be, like, yeah. to have Frank fucking come up, like, as a fucking nervous system and shit first. And yeah, just cool stuff like that. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I finished it and I was still, because I just finished the Scarlet Gospels as well. Yeah. And I was just thirsty for more Hellraiser. So I went and bought, went onto the internet mm-hmm. and I bought mm-hmm. myself. I've got them in my hands right now. Yes. I got the Hellbound Hearts, plural, which is a collection, um, 21 tales, 21 tales inspired by Clive Barker's Hellraiser universe. And it's got people in it like, uh, you've got, you know, Neil Gaiman writing one. You've got Steve Niles. Uh, you've got Mike Mignolo, who's the Hellboy guy and stuff mm. like that. A couple other people, Kelly Armstrong. I don't know these people. Tim Levin. I'm sure these are Christopher Golden. Christopher Golden. Now, that's a name. Golden. It sounds like a, I don't know, guy who created Golden Books. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I haven't read it yet. I got that. Right, um, and I got also got myself a copy of Hellraiser the Toll uh-huh. um, by Mark Allen Miller, um, which is like, it's not by Clive Barker, but it's kind of like... It, 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 you know, it counts. And yeah. it's like the the toll. It's, it's set like 30 years after Hellraiser, the Hellbound Heart book, and about Kirsty Cotton and what happens to her yeah. and the toll of fucking dealing with the Cenobites. Well, I hope that's what it's like. I don't know. I haven't read it, yeah, but I've got them yeah. both here. The hardcover of the this, – this toll book is very – this it is, is like a no, very small. This is like a novella. This is 68 pages. I feel that I could write a novella. Yeah, yeah there is. I feel that I could do that. Yeah, and – um. Except, like, I looked on like Amazon, and the hardcover version of this go like the cheapest it goes for is four hundred and fifty five dollars. So I <sighs> opted for the eighteen dollars softcover. <laughs> so you didn't get these through your work because I know that you can get novels and shit through no, your work. No, I didn't. Um, they were not available through my work. Okay. I had to uh, I had to hit up one of the rival companies, mm-hmm. uh, and there wasn't much of it out there. There isn't. I'm really surprised at the the lack of Hellraiser novels that Clive Barker has written. There's there lots of comics and shit and like yeah. and like tie-in stuff and uh, you know like like the 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 book of the dams and mm-hmm. stuff like that but like actual just like like I just thought there'd be a Hellraiser 2 book and no. you know what I mean like he he made Hellraiser 2 like Hellbound yeah as a movie but he it was never based on a book or anything I thought at least he would have just I don't know and anyway, I'm interested to read these they might not be good they might be I think one of them you know, who knows? Well, who knows? I mean, that's the, what the the small one is going to be like a train ride. Yeah, these are both. These are all my train train rides ones. But um, I'm interested. Yeah, I, I've I've decided to go balls deep into into Hellraiser. I like it. It's got enough lore behind yeah. it. It's, well, it's, it's such really a shame think... that the comics are not really available. 
No. I, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the latest comics, definitely. I've got a bunch of the old ones and, like, and also the, the Nightbreed comics. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I'm going to get into it. With the TV show coming out, I saw the TV, like, the poster for it. Yeah, it looks great. Because it was uh, the massive thing that they've changed the puzzle box. And to me, it looked exactly the same. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on anything strange. But I also really like uh, Creepy Duck Designs did the poster and they just recently done all the Scream 5 posters, which I'd been just flooding the basement about for a while. So Sick, yeah. So yeah. your Scream, I'm Hellraiser. I've got my new, the Hellraiser uh, puzzle box that I got off for you. and yes. I, I domed it. Yes. You should take a photo of that, put it up on the... I will. Yeah, and we'll take a photo of the fucking books as well, won't we'll I? We'll do it. We'll, we'll, just, we'll do a Hellraiser yeah. photo shoot today. Oh. It'll shit. be great. I'll put on my pinhead. <laughs> um, I slayed a dragon this week. Oh, fuck. I know. So as I said last time, I've been uh, dabbling in some Dungeons and Dragons uh, with... Uh, some people. I've, this is the first time I've ever heard of anyone actually encountering a dragon in Dungeons and Dragons. I know. So it's it's been a very easy sort of introductory campaign. We're playing the Rick and Morty one, which is what got me into like, okay, maybe I'll give Rick and Morty a go. So I've been watching it. Um, but yes, we got to the we got to the end. Right, who uh, are you in it? Are you Rick and or Morty? No. Do you play the characters? So or do you meet them? There is. So Jerry's a character and mm. I think Morty's a character and Summer's a character, but they're like rogues and things. I'm just like, because I came in... Because based on, the, I think, the Rick and Morty D&D comics. I think so. Yeah. But I came in late to the game, so they just sort of bundled me as Meat Face uh, Barbarian, um, <laughs> which I played pretty well. So, Excellent. Um, yes, we got to the very end and I got to slay the dragon and the final blow and it was fantastic. I basically, uh, you know... Neck to groin, just sliced. Did you? Uh, was it one of those kind of like people were standing by the end? Or was that like? Was it bait down to the final rolls and shit? And you were just like, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It was. It. it was actually a lot of fun. I I'm jealous of that. I can't muster a bunch of friends that will do it. Eh? Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, as an adult and you know, forty something, like trying to put put that much time aside like uh, continually i was just like yeah it'd be right like you can see the dnd was clearly made for people living in a share house or yes. a young like the dungeon the, the strangest thing oh, kids well that's the thing like I mean, this room is made to play dungeons and dragons it in. really really is i mean studio yes the studio um yeah like because we only played for a couple of hours last night and i'm i get quite tired quite easily so when we finished up at 11 o'clock i was like oh my god i don't know how i'm gonna get up in the morning like this is just so late I know. Oh, shit. But you anyway. felt like you're in the 80s again, staying yeah. up late. Oh, but not past midnight because that's impossible. Oh, no. No, I, I pretty much crash as soon as I walk through the front door of my house. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, anyway, I thought, well, actually, this was your topic idea this week. Um, we are going to discuss some of our favourite ghost movies. Um, ghost slash haunting Ghost slash haunting. Uh, so ghosts are heavily set in folklore as spirits of the dead who are, who can appear to the living in one way or another. That is the absolute simplest way we can put it without going super deep. Um, whether you believe in ghosts or not, the unknown often has us so concerned about the things that go bump in the night, which makes it the perfect subject for the world of storytelling and visual media. Mm. Dan, do you believe in ghosts? No. I don't no, believe I... in anything. <laughs> Like seriously, I. Well, the idea that um, I believe in science, yes, and midichlorians. Well, science <laughs> uh, cannot disprove or prove the existence of ghosts. Well, ghosts. I don't necessarily ghosts. link ghosts with the afterlife and a religion because there are so many different religions and 
it's a whole thing. The, the ghost that requires in, a whole the thing. The ghost implies that there is a soul, and a soul implies that there is fucking God. And no. Yeah. No, I see. I don't want to go down that path. I'm not going down that. If you believe in ghosts, it could be you believe a scientific in... thing. It could be something. It could be. It doesn't necessarily have to be a soul. Well, it, if it was a scientific thing, it'd be something they could really solve by now. Like for the, the level of like, you know, I, I've been working with a lot of like genetic stuff recently. Yeah. With like, um, the level of shit they get down to. If there was like lingering side effects of like, you know, like photons of your brain, you know, sparking outside of your body after your death. Because it's like that, but they, they, it would have to gain. It would have to a ghost to exist would have to somehow uh, create its own power. Yeah, where a brain creates electricity and stuff. I don't fucking know. They still, I don't think they may know how to do that. So I mean, if a brain can, if a brain can create electricity, but it is a mass of mm-hmm. a thing. It's not just on an ethereal plane pulling. I mean, it probably could pull electricity out of the sky. A ghost probably doesn't need much to fucking power. Well, this is the thing as well. So you're like... You, I mean, static what, electricity? What concept of ghost are you thinking of? Because there are so many different styles and specters and all these different things that it could just be running on some kind of energy. Well, the other thing is like, than, if that was true, yep. if that was true, I feel that ghosts wouldn't have memories or anything like that. It would just be yeah. like a fucking... Uh, like a mechanism or something that would just be like, if even if I, my soul came out and it could move objects and that, I don't think it would be thinking about much stuff. Well, that's like, why they the, say that a lot of the time... The brain is the part that thinks and the yeah. brain's not there, so... Well, a lot of the time people say that it's like a, a certain action. So like at 10.07 every night, this woman walks from this side of the house to that side of the house and disappears. Like that she didn't die doing that, but that's just something that's happening. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It nah. is. It is a very, very big. I mean, nasty. I feel it just would have topic. been like something. Yeah, something. Also, I, no, I just don't believe it. Yeah, that's fine. Do you? I yeah. Well, I'm not like I say. I'm not a. I'm not a religious person. I'm not into the the idea of any kind of like afterlife. But I do very much enjoy. That. You just enjoy. You just want. That's that whole thing of like you just. You're just scared of the chaos of the universe. You're just scared of a chaotic universe. You need structure. <laughs> I do. I do need structure. Um, I find it very fascinating. There's so much behind it. Um, I very much like getting into the idea of spiritualism. Uh, it's not saying that I would ever sit and practice any kind of thing, but I'm always just fascinated by the whole topic and the folklore. So, like, you know, um, there's a book, uh, The Ghosts of Old Edo, uh, which uh, is old Edo. old Edo, which is all these ghost stories from Japan, and they're fascinating. Yeah, they're like, But yeah, so uh, today we will be talking about some of our favorite ghost films. It's always favorite, the Spider Chat. It's not best. It's definitely not no, best. No, and I because there are like so many just... better films than our choices a lot of the time. Well, and this is the thing: I have basically gone. My choice today has basically been out of pure emotion rather than uh, like absolute all time like diehard favourite kind of film. So two of mine are some of my diehard favourite. Three, yeah. A yep. bunch of mine are, but they just so happens to be ghost. Which made me think, I didn't realise I liked ghost stories that much. I was like, hmm, it's going to be a hard one probably. But once again, I came across the old zombie thing of like, oh, I fucking like it. Because <laughs> I watch so many of them. Uh, so do you want to kick us off? Yep. So my first one, um, I'm just going to go down my list in no chronological order because I think they're all fucking great films. Number one, 1982, Poltergeist. Yep. I mean, it's a fucking sick film. It is like, it is 
shot beautifully. It is acted beautifully. It's super interesting. It has the fucking, the, uh, you know, one of the best um, halfway through the movie fucking experts coming in and saving the day. That's what I want. I just want more experts, please. Because there's always a ghost expert, especially in ghost fields. Yes. You have an expert. Well, you need an expert. There's always an expert that, like, you know, whether it's via, you know, you often get, like, a voodoo lady come in to help you out. Yeah. Uh, Someone who knows what's happening. Yeah. Uh, it's stuff like that. You know, mm. that kind of thing. The expert. Like, the expert was really, was really solidified in ghost films. Cause yeah. Because, like. I think it's because the idea of a ghost is so hard to work out and guess that you just need a character to come in and tell you what's going on. Well, and that's Otherwise, exactly, they'll never work it out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, you need that little bit of, like, extra information because it's it's such a weird and concept. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, to go. Um, but that's very, like, that's more of an electric kind of vibe. You know, it's it's in the TV. It's in the, it's in this. It's con- controlling the energy within the house. Yeah, it was a bunch of ghosts that were really attracted, that were like, because they, you know, it was on, on, on top of a burial ground, the estate, and they were attracted to the life essence of this, this kid who could just, I think, did she have any powers? Was it just because she was like, she was in tune know. with... She, yeah, there was like, I mean, kids, the, the idea that kids are more susceptible, mm. that kids and animals see these things because they're not they don't know mentally not, shut yeah. off by it. Um, but then, like, Poltergeist has this like, uh, this beautiful long game in it. Like, you know, it starts off very slow, the, the haunting mm. or, or the disturbances, and they're not threatening at all, which is very cool. It's all most of it set in the day when yeah. it all starts happening. So, I love a day horror. Yeah, you know, there's little things like uh, the bit with, like, the chairs, you know, mm. practical effects of the chairs. Like, you know, there's a shot where she's, like, cleaning the table. She walks, like, the mum's cleaning the kitchen table. She takes some balls away, puts them on the sink, comes back in the same shot, suddenly all the chairs are on the table arranged in a way that you couldn't have done, yep. yep. let alone in that time. Yes. Which I don't know how they did it. It must just have been glued and they just stuck it on there and cut, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Probably. Uh, um, and then, it, you know, it starts from like, you know, if you put something in this part of the house, it moves to the next part and stuff like that. And it seems all very innocent and exciting and then, it, it's, and then they get some – kind of gets a bit more aggressive and they bring in some experts, mm-hmm. uh, which are, uh, these aren't really experts. This is like, there's two tiers of experts in, in Poltergeist. It's really good. Like Yeah, so like there's the science and then there's the, 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 the me- spiritualist. They're like the students. That are, yeah. They're almost like the, the, the characters from Ghostbusters. Yes. Like, we didn't put, I didn't put Ghostbusters in my list. Did you not? Fuck. Oh, put it in now. It's fine. Um, well, yeah, because they've obviously got these students of like paranormal science research. They come through um, to investigate like the energy and everything that's happening with this house, and then of course they bring in the medium. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, it has that great bit where like how out of their depth they are. The like classic one where he's like, "I once filmed a matchbox car move, uh, you know, a, a, <laughs> a, a two 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 foot across a table." Over a period of 24 hours, it's like, you know, I'm perceivable to the naked eye, but if you do it in time-lapse, you know, time-lapse is a great yeah. new thing. And the dude's like, oh, okay. And he opens the door and the whole fucking room's <laughs> like, everything in the room is spinning around, little ho- like toys are coming up yeah. to them and stuff. And the next shot, they're having tea and it's they're like, like a vortex. shaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's such a good... And it's Steven Spielberg at his best. Like, the opening is like, you remember there's like... Well, it's Toba Hooper, but sure, okay, it's Steven yeah. Oh, Spielberg. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the controversy that surrounds that. It's, it is very Steven Spielberg, though. Yes, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, the, the, the opening of just like, you know, the, the guy who's gone, obviously, been ch- like they're watching the game, the big game. 
and the guy had to go down the road and grab more beers yeah. and he's gone on the kid's bike and he's like yeah, trying to... Yeah, it's like... And, that, and he's riding through the suburbs and you see, you know, it really sets it out on like kind of these are just these... You know, white white collar working class people, and they're like suburban suburb, suburban suburb. Mm. Uh, you know, there's kids going around. It's one of those very idealistic suburbs that we all saw as Australians growing up, but never thought. I never thought they were real until my friend is American said, "I grew up on one of those streets." Yep. Like, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's I cool. thought they were movie streets." No, just a clean cut. Because like, you look at Australia uh, in films, and it's all we do is just murder each other in the middle of the outback. Yeah, with big. <laughs> With hats and Kubras. <laughs> um, that's my first film. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first film, uh, I'm, it's just, it is probably one of the most famous ghost films of all time, uh, The Sixth Sense. Is it the most famous? I don't know. It's the first one that came to my mind. You think it's more famous than Poltergeist? <laughs> Anyhow, Sixth Sense. The, and Ghostbusters, uh, I forgot the, about The first M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, this is the first film that, that introduced us to Shyamalan Ding Dong and the classic twist. The twist. What a twist. Remember, uh, it, remember in um in South Park when they had him on there to like, bring him in because he had great ideas to yeah. say things and he kept like not having ideas, he just had twists. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, that doesn't help us. It's not an idea. It's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes, okay, well, what about we make it that you're actually your mother's brother? And he goes, that doesn't help us. <laughs> like, that's a twist. It's not an idea. And it was really like yeah. bringing it in, uh, you know, nailing that fucking But this is fantastic. Coffin. So this film came out in 1999. So, and the, this twist is iconic like so we've got this little boy who's he's having a lot of trouble in his day-to-day life because um he sees dead people all around him and he is being sort of helped by this uh therapist is he a child psychologist yeah he's like a child psychologist which is bruce willis yes um he's been brought in to help this boy because all these ghosts keep coming to him i'm trying to remember it's a long time do these parents believe that he sees ghosts like he's, he's, does he say enough stuff to prove it? So it's like a single mum, played by Tony Collette, who was amazing. Oh yeah, um, is it Tony Collette? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, she looks well different though. Um, but all these ghosts are coming to him, and he doesn't understand why. And basically, this child psychologist helps him realize that he has this gift um, that can help these ghosts cross over to wherever they need to be. They obviously have some kind of unfinished business, whether it be that, you know, they were murdered um, and they need help solving the murder or they... They need help. So, so. Like, just, just like little things. The kid is a, cra- a, a ghost detective. I would watch like a child Harry ghost... Harry out of Hellraiser. <laughs> I would watch a child ghost detective show. Child um, ghost detective? So he starts helping these ghosts around him um, and which sort of brings him sort of inner peace... With what what is happening? Um, the kid. The kid. Yeah. So this is and it, it you know very good. It's got some very crazy scenes, isn't it? Doesn't it? It's like an yeah. old lady scene or something. Is that right? There's like I'm a scene. It. Is it a ghost? No, he's an alien. No, it's an alien. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the scene with the little girl who has she died. Um, turns out her mother was like poisoning her. You're right. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course stuff. you know we get the famous twist uh, with Bruce Willis. Turns out. He's, he's just he's, one of them. He's just one of them. He came to this kid looking for help too. Didn't realize it. But he was a, a child psychologist. He was previously, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is definitely. I'm, I'm trying to remember like whether I picked that or like 
whether you know like is it like if you rewatch it now not seeing it would you just guess straight away of just how films are these days i don't think you could watch it now and not know there'll there be people there's Probably, so many people that don't possibly. have any interest in like that kind of genre and like, yeah. you could show it to them and be like oh but i remember being like oh yeah okay that makes sense well, the other day when I showed my uh, Braden, my employee, in Fight Club, and he didn't know what happened. He just thought it was about fighting. <laughs> so he didn't watch it. Braden. Um, and I showed him Akira as well, and I hadn't seen them. What? I know. And he's on a movie podcast? Oh, that's why I made him do it. Suck it, Braden. All right. Love you. That's it? You done? That's, yeah. It's a great done? film. It is a great film. Like, it is a good ghost film. Mine, I realized, are all in chronological order, so... That's the order of them, except for the last two, which I'm going to make in chronological order. Uh-huh. So next one is 1996, you know, the golden year of film and yes. CG. Yes, the best year. Um, the Frighteners, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Who the fuck made that film? Was that like someone? I think it was Peter Jackson. Yeah, is it Peter Jackson? It is, isn't it? Pretty certain. So he's one after a bloody brain dead. I have... I know that I've seen this film. Yeah, it is Peter Jackson. But I also don't know that I've seen this film. Does that make sense? So you don't know, you can't remember one bit whether you have actually seen it. Like I'm, I'm vaguely, a hundred percent sure that I've seen it because I remember the VHS cover and I remember it in my hand at one point and I remember certain things from it. Well, the but, only thing you need yeah. to know about, about this film, number one, it's got fucking Michael J. Fox in it. Yes. Number two, it's made by Peter Jackson. Number three has Jake Busey in it. Oh. You can never go past Jake Busey oh. and his, like, 45-foot teeth. He <laughs> 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 in his mouth, that dude. Like, his two front teeth are, like, fucking Buddha's fingers. <laughs> like, that dude has some big-ass teeth. I love it. Uh, the Frighteners is, like, um... If you can't remember, which you can't, is Michael J. Fox can see ghosts, mm-hmm. except he's like hangs out with a bunch of ghosts, yeah, and he makes them go haunt people, and then he comes in as the paranormal dude to get rid of their shit to get paid, yeah. But he's just friends with them, and um, but then a fucking real fucking ghost starts haunting people, a, a motherfucker of a ghost, yeah. It's really cool, and it's just about that, really, yeah. yeah like it's really good. The effects in it are like you know Peter Jackson. Yeah. We know Peter Jackson can do sick effects. So How have the, we not done this as an episode? Yeah, we should. Write it down. Write oh, that down. Write that down. <laughs> um, the ghosts have like, you know, they, I can't remember how they did the ghosts, but they're like, you know, there's a cowboy and all his guts is pulled out and it's all his intestines are hanging out. But they're like that kind of Ghostbusters ghost. They're clear and glow-blueing and that. Yeah. But they all look wicked. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And whether that uh, might be puppets, it probably would be puppets of Peter. J- then again, there's a lot of CG in this film. It's, this is his like stepping stone into, you know, Lord like, of the Rings yeah. CG kind of thing. But there's some really fucking cool ideas. Like the opening scene's wicked. It's like the carpet starts moving and the carpet comes up. Like the the floor runner grabs people, like, oh. and like they fucking blow its head off. The floor runner with a shotgun and stuff. And that's like the pre. That's like the prologue. We definitely need to watch this film. Yeah, and uh, a lot of this is set in the day in this film as well. It's not yes. like a scary day horror. Day horror. Yeah, day horrors are the best. Yeah. I love it. It's probably between Bad ta- uh, de- uh, Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Meet the. Fe- I hate that film slash love it. It makes me feel awful. Yeah, but you God feel good damn. about feeling awful. No, not all the time. Not anyway, all the time. So Frighteners. It could be one that skipped lots of people's lists through mm-hmm. the years. Like it was in that dead zone. 
yeah. of like 1996. Yeah. Um, well, I think any film kind of, any horror film released after like Scream is just dead in the water, really. Yeah, but this is a different vibe. Like, yeah. And it was before Peter Jackson had his like fingers in any pies and stuff. He had his, he, you know, he did, he had made, is it before Brain Dead? Like, what we got? So this was, it was like 1996. Yeah, Brain Dead's like. Yeah, I can't remember what brain it is. Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. Okay. So brain, it's, it's after. Yeah, brain. Yeah. Dead, yeah. 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 Brain was before. So I'm trying to say. Um. Yeah. So cool. that's mine. All right. Uh. So my next one is a film called Lights Out. Never heard of it. It is 2016 film directed by David S. Sandberg. Um. This is like one of those films that I watched it and I was like, meh, when I was kind of watching it. But it was one of those films that I later when I went home, it kind of had a bit of a bit of an effect. So I am personally not too fond of the dark. And this film just really plays in that. So it's basically like this this house is being haunted by this entity that can attack you in the dark. Um just so turn the lights on. We get well, we get those scenes where like the you lights know, are going out. They're they're walking and Can the ghost affect lights? I can turn them off. A little bit. A little bit because it kinda. just hits the switch a little bit. Not quite, not quite. But like the ghost will be, you'll see this this figure over in the corner and as you're leaving work and turning out the lights and then it's, you know, you turn, you're like, oh, what's this figure in the dark? And you turn on the lights, gone. It's a jacket. You turn off the light and it's a little bit closer. Like that kind of vibe. But your lights off, how do you say it's closer? Well, because you, you turn the light back on and it's fucking closer. Oh, you see it. Well, yeah, because you can still see it in like shadow and shit like that. You can't like it's not like pitch black, um, but yeah. So basically, like this this whole film is like this family who are being haunted by this, and they're trying to figure out what is happening and why this entity is like attached to their family and is attacking them in the dark. But uh, like the I old say, work, do they have an expert come in and tell them? Yes, of course. Excellent. They do, of course, they do. I do like the poster of this film. Like that, it's like the poster is just like a light switch which is taped on or off. I can't quite work out which it is. Taped on. Taped on. Uh, but, like, they probably had a light switch there at first. And it's not scary enough. So they just pulled the cover off of it and smashed the wall around it a bit. Like, <laughs> now it's scary. Yep. But, yeah, like I say, like, it's one of those films where because it plays on, like, you know, I don't have a great love of the dark and those kinds of things play through my mind. But then this film has then just done exactly what I don't like and I've left and I've gone home and I'm like, I don't feel good right now oh really yeah yeah it affected you so therefore you like it yeah one of mine is that as well yeah and and you understand it and you know which one it is (laughs) so yeah like i've not watched this film in a little while now but i do highly recommend it because it's one of those films that was the first to come to mind when you said let's do ghosts because of just how it made me feel yeah right so check out those like alien abduction films with me like they scare me but i have to keep watching them yeah yeah, and it's just like, it's more of a, a weird, you know, a weird indulgent interest to the fact that like, well, if this can scare me, why can this scare me? Therefore, I must know more about this thing yes. that can scare me, which is, doesn't exist. Because I still don't believe in aliens either. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, next. Are you all right? You're done? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You're done. I'm done. My next one, 2002, my chronological order yep. is the remake of The Ring. Mm. <laughs> That's a ghost, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is a ghost. The ring lady. Yeah, yeah she's a ghost. She's yeah. someone who got killed and came back as a fucking ghost. Yeah. But in the ring, the the expert is the videotape that mm-hmm. tells you what's going on. 
So the thing that fucks you over is the expert mm-hmm. that gives you the, the clues of what's going on. But in very beautiful traditional Japanese horror, doesn't matter. No. Can't stop ghosts. And that's what I like about, like, the more I read about Japanese folklore and mythology. You just can't win. It's just fantastic. It's you can't so win. interesting. Because you couldn't win. Mm. Because, like, if something, like, set its sights on you that within these, like, these worlds of ghosts... Like, there's nothing we can do because we don't even like, exist on the same plane as them. And they're all because like, the ring is all about, you know, deciphering what's on the, the tape and, you know, this happened to the girl and and this and that and that. And if, you know, if you go there and do this and that might, like, set her, her, her you know, her trapped soul free and all this shit. And it's like, nah. You've made that, it worse. Yeah, well, that's not true. It's just like, yeah, that is the story of her, but knowing it's not going to change it or change anything, she's still fucking pissed. Yeah. The only way you can get out of this is if you do the thing you're meant to do. Which you don't know. But you, how yeah, they exactly. Find, I can't remember you how they You don't find. know. Um, is an expert come in? <laughs> no, because she made a copy of the tape. So she'd made a copy oh, of the right. tape and given it to someone else. Yes, the whole time they didn't realise. No. They were never in any trouble. So that's why at the end of the film she's sitting there and she's helping her son. They push, get her son to, to push the tape. To make yeah, that's copy. right. It's not about her anymore. It's about him, isn't it? Yeah. Because she showed him. No. Well, he just found it and started watching it, as good kids do. No, she showed the boyfriend. Oh, she showed the boyfriend, yeah. And she gave what... him a copy. She made the copy to show him. And her son was just randomly in it's the middle of the It's such a great idea that the only way to stop it is to continue it. Yeah. And well, so it's the it... only way that you can stop it. It's kind of like the vibe of uh, It Follows. Have you seen mm. that one? Is so, that a sexy one? Yeah. So yeah. the only way that you can get rid of this entity following you is to have sex with someone. Is to have sex with someone and pass it on to them. It's a STD monster. Yeah, but the the concept is is like, well, that person needs to pass it on to someone else, and it needs to be this huge chain reaction. Yeah, because it goes back to you if it just, kills them. Yeah, it'll just get back to you. Yeah, so. yeah, that's even worse, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, your life is just fucked. Yeah, because you just hope that those people. And then, uh, what if you accidentally give it to like a fucking nerd? You can't yeah. have sex. You basically need to go to a prostitute first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd know, I can't remember what it follows. you know if it's back onto you? Like if a person dies? I can't yeah. remember. So you just have sex with someone? Yeah. Or you could just keep having sex with each other. <laughs> you could. Just throw it around. Yeah. Just Catch it around. Just gets a little bit closer to like, okay, guys, let's, you know. You could have like an it group and have an it orgy with them children. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, anyway, um, what are they doing? Uh, yeah, the ring. The ring. Yeah, the ring. So, um, perfect, beautiful ghost film. Mm. Like, um, terrifying as well. Some, some of the, and the, like I said, this is this is one of those rare instances that I think the remake is actually like as good as the, the original kind of. Yeah, thing. definitely. Um, and I, I just remember seeing it. It was so interesting. Like I was just watching it. The bit like where she. As she's getting haunted, basically, but until the event happens, like the shit that it does to her, like yeah, the, like she coughs that bit of string up and starts pulling the string and, out of her it's mouth. Such minimalist kind of thing, horror, but it's still just grotesque. Like the you, everybody has had a, a little hair trapped in their mouth and they freak out and they're like trying to f- fiddle around for it, and the, now it's like this lock it's of like a- wet sewer hair. No, no, it was um, it was like wet string, which was a, and at the end of it was attached to fucking one of those. Uh, oh, the, the electrodes or something. The electrode, yeah, 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 and it was like. Yeah, 
And she had that cough that last So it's bit. all those kinds of things that just are unsettling like a horse personally, not, not visually. Yeah, like the fucking, the fly that she pulls out of the video and just shit like that. And yeah. you're like, oh, so interesting. Yeah, The so, Ring is great. Yeah, it's a heaps good film. So good. I'm going to rewatch that. Yeah, you should. I or should. do it as an episode. We have done it as an episode. Oh, yeah, we have too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to repost it. Everyone should watch it. Um, all right, so my next one is not technically a horror, but I put it on my list, so whatever, I don't care. Um, it is Blythe Spirit. It's from 1945, directed by David Lean. Lean? Lean. Um, so this is uh, based on a Noel Coward uh, play. It's basically about this Eng- English uh, mystery novelist who invites a medium to his house uh, to conduct a seance because they were real big, like seances. Oh, and seances were the thing. They, it? Yeah, they and were And were Ouija boards just marketed things created for seances yes. back in the day? So they, they've got no like real folklore behind them. It's fascinating. I have a whole book on it. Aren't they just, they're just an item. Like they're just like a, uh, a marketing tool for seances. So they're not evil. I actually have a bit bad vibe about them. I'm like, you know what? I don't like the idea of these things. I'm like, I was just hook, line and sink it into it. They're not even anything. <laughs> They're like a fucking, it's like a game of me being afraid of a game of operation <laughs> on, the, on the table. Like that's about as much scary as it is. So uh, operation scares me more because the nose beeps at me. <laughs> It'd be better if you got electrocuted. Um, but yeah, so this guy, he invites a, a medium to his house. Um, but he's also sort of, because he's working on this book, but he's also trying to like expose this medium as a fake. He, he thinks it's going to be funny. However... Uh, it takes an unexpected turn and he has, uh, like, it results in the medium bringing forth um, his ex-wife's ghost to haunt them. And she is, so this is 1945 and it's basically kind of like a black and white film. And to determine that she is a ghost, she is just painted green. Good. A lot of flowing. Well, it's not black and white. No, it's a colour. It's in colour. Oh, it's in colour? I just remember her being green. Yeah. Um, I think there is a black and white version. They've colorized it. Yeah, p- quite possibly. Um, so then she check the color, and only he can see her. So she starts like wreaking havoc on his his current relationship, on everyone around him, sending him, him insane. Um, it's like it was a lot of fun. It was one of those films where I was like sick at my grandparents' house, and it was just the perfect mi- the midday movie. And so I was just laying there sick watching it, but I got really, really into it. And of it course, I never just, got the just title. Just fever. So <laughs> I was trying to like track this film down for years. Um, and then you got it. But it is it is a very, very good film. They did recently remake it with Isla Fisher and... Um, really? The lady from something. The lady from something. The lady from Knocked Quality Up. Quality podcasting. What? The lady from Knocked Up who is uh, married to Judd Seth Apatow. Rogen. <laughs> No, she's married to Judd Apatow. I can't remember her name. She's in a lot of stuff. She's pretty funny. Um, Julia Rod Tut? N- no. Isla Fisher? No. <laughs> Judy Dench? She, she, these are all in the remake. She is in the remake. Yeah, yeah these are all she, in the remake. Really Amelia Fox? No. Dan Stevens? Those no. are all the actors. I just read them out. No, none of that's making sense to me. Doesn't matter. Then. I'm not picking it up. Uh, it was not great. Oh, yeah, that's the 2020 remake. Yeah, so there's a 2020 remake. Um, I didn't love it. 
it was kind of disappointing. But yeah, so this original 1945 one, um, yeah. What? It's a textbook ghost story. As in, like, this is, this. it might not be horror, but it's a got yeah, a ghost Yeah, it, it is a textbook I mean, ghost story. Is The Frighteners really a horror film? Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to put it on my list because as a ghost film, it kind of, and I really love it. So, there my you go. second one, I mean, my second one, my fourth one. Uh, my next one is 2014, going in my, uh, you know, my chronological order, is The Babadook. 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 Um, I nearly missed this one. I'd forgotten about this film. But, yeah, South Australian film. Yes. South Australian Film Corporation, though, shot in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. One of those. I don't understand that. Just shoot in Adelaide. Yeah, we're pretty. It uh, is, uh, this film is, so this is a, it's really weird because, like, this would have been at, at this, this order on my list anyway because I kind of go from, like, no, I don't know. It doesn't matter. From best to worst. But no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, as in, like, this is like when was when I saw this film, I was blown away. Have you seen it? Yes. I saw on the I saw on the pictures. I didn't know what I was going to go see, and I was just like, "Whoa, yep. that was rad." Um, it's. I mean, I'm always going on about you know I like my practical effects and I like my kind of fun in my movies, but my ones that I love the most are really serious and just really well-done movies. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like, this one is just... So this is uh, follows uh, a single mum and a kid. It's one of those films. Um, I can't... And they get, like, basically haunted by this this thing called the Babadook. It's, yeah. uh, and it comes... Uh, there's, like, a storybook, like a pop-up book that the mum reads the story to the kid. Yep. And it is just a massive conversation on... Um, uh, you know, you don't know if it's just the mum having like a mental breakdown or this thing is happening and they yep. do it, they film it so well and they don't, they don't fucking, you know, jump the shark in anything. They're, they're big reveals, like don't even big reveal a hundred percent what's going on. Yeah. And it's just the ultimate in the background horror, you know, shits is in the background all the time. There's yeah. little things happening. Um you know, is she, and you're like the whole time, is she just descending into madness? Is this all in her head? Because she reads this book about it and it could just be that she has latched onto this kid's book. Yeah, well, because she's, I think her husband had recently died. Yeah, she's gone through trauma. So she's going through the grief process and rather than dealing with the grief of losing her husband, she's hyper-focusing on something else. So it's whatever is happening to her is like the manifestation of her avoiding the grief. Yeah, and it's just very well done. Yeah. And it's, to the end, it's like relentless. And it's, it's quite, It's it, there are some pretty shocking scenes in it and stuff. Not like gore scenes or anything like that. It's just a really well put together film that yeah. just came fucking out of nowhere. And yeah, and then to add the icing on the cake, the fucking Babadook, the, man, the ghost, somehow got twisted into a gay icon. For the year, yes. it was like the the representative of like the 2015 like 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 Gay Pride Month or something, and like and it was just from like a weird Tumblr that just thought just as a joke mentioned that oh clearly the Babadook was like you well, know well it an was LGBT. also um I think when they put it on streaming services well I think when they put it on streaming services they put it in the LGBTQI oh is it one of those because that's happened well? a couple of times yeah like, yes. And because I thought yeah, there's all these things like you know the B in LGBT, uh, LGBTQI plus, yeah, um, 
is Stanford, Stanford Babadook, Babadook and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's all these. And they actually brought out like a Blu-ray version yes. of it with like the the, with rain, the, the, the pride flag. The pride flag in the, the background. I'm like, yeah. really rolling with it. Yeah. I think um, there was a company that were doing, producing sculptures of the Babadook for a little while. Um, and they actually did a pride Pride one. Uh, and so. co- yeah, and it's like, you know, T-shirts that say, you're about to be Baba Shook. <laughs> like the Baba Shook little, like, jazzed up like, for, for Mardi Gras and stuff. And like, oh, yeah. Anyhow, that has nothing to do with it. That's a bit of a... It has uh, everything to do with it, Dan. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> tidbit. So, yeah, Baba Shook. So, but if you kind of don't want to know that if you want to go in watching it. You want don't want to have, like, no. party Baba Shook chasing them in your mind, <laughs> you know, with bloody spring break beads. No, no. <laughs> Oh, oh man, but yeah, Babadook, one of my favourite ghosty, haunting like Yeah, I'm definitely and, and due a... for a rewatch. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it at the cinema. Yeah, I've I've always I've got it, but yeah, it's always because it's one of those films that you know is really good. Yeah, but you know it's like a fucking epic to sit down and watch it, and well, also, it's going to take up all your brain space. Yes. It's going to like yeah, you need to set aside an afternoon. You need to be mentally and physically prepared for you can't, it. You don't pop it on. No. You don't pop it on in the background and do the dishes to the, the melodic sounds of the, the terror. The of the, and the Babadook is like kind of terrifying. A little bit, yeah. That was, I think that was another film where I um, like it, I loved it at the cinema. It was really great. And I'm like, that was just a really well-made film. But it was like later that night that I was home by myself. And I'm like, yeah, huh. It's definitely one of them. I'm unsettled. Yeah, it, it, it does very set, unsettle you. Yes. Uh, well, the last film on my list... Don't it's, laugh. It's rubbish. It's not rubbish. Um, it is Casper, uh, 1995, uh, directed by Brad Silber- Silbering. Um, it's. A, I've never seen it. Have you never seen Casper? So Casper came out at the right time. Like I was 10 years old when this came out. All oh, right, yeah. Um, I was not. No, you were not. Uh, it stars Christina Ricci, Ricci, however you want to pronounce it, Bill Pullman. And, yeah, and... The president of the United States. Yes, in, Bill in, in, Pullman. Before uh, the poor man, uh, Lone Star from Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the poor man's fucking, uh, 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 what's his fucking name from Cape? The Michael Douglas. <laughs> poor man's Michael Douglas. Uh, it also stars a very young Devin Sauer. Wait, this is around the time that she did like Wednesday, isn't it? Uh, this was like a few years after. Because like the Adams family was like ninety two, ninety three, I reckon. It's but it's around that's it's like the peak of her success. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this is um, this family. It's the father and daughter. His wife has just passed away. He's also dealing with the grief, but he's a ghost counselor. Like he is so adamant that you know all these ghosts have unfinished business. That's why they're still around. So the idea is you just got to work with with the ghost. They can work through whatever it is they need to work through, and then they're going to go. Is Casper the ghost of a little boy? Yes. That died. Yes. Do they mention that in it? Yes. Because like I realize, because I I remember the Casper cartoon. Because I'm fucking a thousand years old. Oh yeah, I used to watch it all and the time. I, they didn't really address that very much, did they? But like, it was so hard. Did you ever like I rewatched some of the old Casper ones recently, and they were so heartbreaking. Really? Like, there's this one with the fox. No, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, oh, you're welling up. I'm going to well up, yeah. Gung, 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 fox, dead yes, man. Um, but, yeah, so they, they, like, he gets paid by this woman who has inherited this gigantic mansion in this 
town of Maine or wherever. And he goes there because it is haunted and he has to get the ghosts out. This is also really good because like there is a few methods that they try to use before they bring vacuum cleaners him in. No, they actually do use vacuum cleaners in the film though. Um, (laughs) But they call Ghostbusters. And there is a scene where, you know, Dan Aykroyd comes running out and he's like, are you going to call somebody else? And he like bails. Amazing. So we get these really cool scenes. So these people move in to this house. There's three ghosts. Um, They also got Eric Idle in it. Did you mention that? No, I didn't. How can you not mention Eric Idle? I know. I I apologize. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Keep going. But yeah, so they move into this house. He starts working with the three, uh, three ghosts that are pretty horrible people well hor- horrible ghosts um fat so stinky and stretch and then of course casper's there they're the ones well. in the cartoons aren't they i think so yeah yeah and of course casper's there and he develops a bit of a friendship with christina ricci's character he kind of develops a little bit of a crush on her which is weird um but the film's just really good because it's like it is a kid's gateway into horror there are a few scenes where they kind of the ghost kind of possess the dad and they kind of convince him that the best way he can see his his dead wife again is to, to kill, kill him. himself. Yeah, good on. Because um, he's an Archie character, isn't he? Casper. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's with Wendy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the whole film is like it's a really good kids gateway horror, but it's also a really good film for children to sort of... Deal with death. Deal with death. Um it's fun to watch. There's heaps of them, eh? Oh, there's so many. But the uh, 1995 one is the best one. Spirit's Beginning. And there's Casper. Oh, there's a Casper there and Wendy. A... Wen- Hillary Duff yeah, I was is Wendy. Say Hillary Duff's Wendy. I've never seen it. Hillary Duff? Yeah. Hillary oh, yeah, Duff. Yeah, right. I, do, I, really, I really like fucking Bill Pullman. I reckon he should be in more. Should have been in like so many more things. Yeah. And he's fantastic in it as well because like he's trying to play this like father who's dealing with the fact that like his life is falling apart, but he's also still got to try and be a therapist to these ghosts. He's got to try and be a dad to a daughter who's also going through through grief and through he doesn't ghosting. know how to deal with it. But he's also pretty funny in the film as well. So yeah, right. whether or not you want to classify it as horror, that's up to you. It's a kid's gateway. It's fun. Check out Casper. 1995. Okay. Okay. All right. My last one yep. is 2018. Mm-hmm going on with my chronological order, is Hereditary. Fuck that film. Are you going with ghosts or cults? That's a ghost. You want to go with ghosts? It's because they get, like, haunted. You think it's a ghost? I think it's a cult. I think it's witchcraft. But, but, it's subjective. Mm. It's subjective. But yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Because I did look, I, hey, I actually probably... looked it up to see, is Hereditary a ghost yeah. film? And they're like, yeah, well, they get haunted. Like, their house has, like, there's things something in it. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, and I, mm, I mean, I can always replace it for Ghostbusters, <laughs> which I also have in, which I have in my honourable mentions, um, which is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. We don't need to talk about no, Ghostbusters. We don't. You know what that is. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters, then what? why Fucking are you listening to a horror podcast? Fuck off. I mean, it's not even that horror. It's more comedy. It Anyhow, it doesn't matter. Hereditary. Um, I think it's a ghost film because mm-hmm. I, even if it's like the big reveal at the end, isn't it's like uh, no, but. It, it's a demon, is it? I'm not sure. I was trying. I was steering clear of ghosts as like demonic entities. I was steering clear of that. Yeah, that's but a the whole, whole other, the whole like... film reads though as a ghost, like, yeah. a haunting film, yeah, kind of thing. And I think that, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't. Th- yeah, I'm gonna call it a ghost film. Yep, that's and cool. It has. It's basically. I like it for the exact same reasons why I like the Babadook. Yep. Um, it is a very, very serious. Mm. The probably the most disturbing main mainstream film I've ever seen. Like, I can't think yep. of any other um like big budget film that disturbed me in the ways that this film. Disturbed me, and the only reason, yeah, and the reason I am so obsessed with it is because it did that to me. Yeah, uh, it's got fucking Tony Collette in it. Yeah, she may be the best actor, like one of them. Yeah, her, like, her and Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. What about the lady? Um, the lady that's in like, um, oh my god, I forgot her name. Yep, that lady. She's. That she w- is also the best. No, no, she, she's in that <laughs> film, which is about um, billboards. It's got in the name. Oh, Frances McDormand. Yes, yep. she is also she one is of the. She is also fantastic. She's yes. maybe one of the best actresses in the world as well. well actors. Yes. Um, fuck actress and actor. Actor. They're all actors, aren't they? Acting. Acting. But I think Tony Collette is a sick in it. Yeah, and, she's and, but, phenomenal. But the other thing, everyone in this film is crazy good at acting. Like, mm-hmm. like from the like, the sun. Like that has like there's like the sun in it. That has like like the fits at school and stuff like that. He has to act that shit, and it was crazy. Yeah. The fucking uh, the the um what's her name Millie Chaparro, like the little daughter in it. The fucking I'm not gonna say what happens in this film because this film is so shockingly full on. Oh, I like 100% recommend. Everybody watch this film. And then it's got a massive rewatchability as well. It, it it does that thing which I always always want films to do, which Paranormal Activity never did, is that every scene is utilised. Yep. Every single shot in this film either has something that on the rewatch you're like, fuck. Yeah. Or there is something in the background you didn't notice the first time. There but are... that's what Paranormal Activity didn't do. That's what I mean. So it this did film it, 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 what it didn't do. You. As I said, it should yeah. have done that. Everyone I, mean, I went to watch Paranormal Activity, I was like glued at the screen going, oh, man, they've got so much opportunity to put shit in every scene. Yes. Nothing. No. Hardly anything. It's just me watching fucking a scene. A... And you are. You're, you're constantly watching Paranormal Activity going, okay, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? But this, like, hereditary rewards you for paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like a fucking slap in your face either. There no. are tiny little things in the background. And stuff. The stuff that are on the screen for like half a like half a second, half a frame, they might, if you miss it, doesn't matter if you didn't see it, doesn't affect the story yep. that much. <laughs> like, But yeah, and then it's just got like a, it all kind of like crescendos into this huge fucking thing at the end and you're just like, and the movie ends and you're just like, I am. It fucking exhausted. Yeah. I what have I just watched? I like I always said, like my wife was in the next room when I was watching it, and she just came out and goes, "What the fuck are you watching?" Like she just heard the yeah. heard the film. Yeah. And um, yeah. To anyone who this, if it it's a ghost film, I'm gonna haunting. It's definitely That's a haunt. Cool. They're cool. getting haunted. You just don't know what they're just getting haunted by something strange. At yeah. The end. Yeah. There is something strange in their neighborhood. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. Oh. Well, let's jump into a couple of honourable mentions. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's also ghost film, but yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, Obviously, oh, we've already mentioned Ghostbusters, but yeah. Ghostbusters. Who wants to talk about Ghostbusters? I mean, I do. Yeah. Well, I've got my Lego Ghostbusters car. I really feel we need to do it as an episode soon. Yeah. We haven't. It's you know we'll just point out all the most problematic bits in it though, and how fucking lecherous Peter Venkman is. But then again. 
That's just his character. But then again, back then, he was seen as like the hero character, yeah. as in like that's what people want to be like. Nowadays, we see him as like, what a gross count. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, so The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Blind Manor, both are TV series that they are on Netflix that you can watch, uh, directed by Mike Flannery. They has- both is. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. They're both really cool, aren't they? They're both so well done. So they the do a haunt- bit of that, like, watching the background shit. Yes. So there are, you can pick out all of the different ghosts in The Haunting of Hill House. And that is a truly unsettling series. The Haunting of Bly Manor becomes more of a gothic horror rather than... What's gothic horror? So it's like... Like what would... It's in a castle. It's it's in a big thing. And it's just... It's very dank and dreary and bleh. Bleh, bleh. That's not the... Best definition of no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, both really good, long series, but they're the kind of series that I've gone, okay, I'm just going to put on the first episode and I'm just going to check it out. And then five episodes later, I'm like, I need to know what happens, but it's like nine o'clock and I need to go to bed. And then you got The Haunting, uh, The House on the Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. first and second, and it's in like both versions. Yeah, the OG and the... Uh, yeah, I, I thought about... Um, these films, a couple of these, a lot of the, and also I kind of, my, my picks get uh, skewed by if we've done the film before as yeah. an episode, I, I, I do like to talk about it, like, but usually we've done, you know, we did the ring as an episode, clearly I forgot. Have we done Poltergeist? Yes. Yeah. But that was a long time ago, Poltergeist, I reckon. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, anyhow, House on the Water Hill. Good one. Paranormal activity, we've mentioned already. I tried to, I recent, very recently, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get. All, all of, them. of them, and I'm gonna watch all and find of the best them. one. And it just was tedious. Are they all kind of the same? Pretty much, and then it becomes like a whole other thing. I like when it's like paranormal activity, and then they've got colon, and it's like a word like school time or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember what they are, but yeah, um, Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> paranormal activity. But Me- I also Mexico didn't find. So I feel that the hype train was real built up for the first one when it first came out. But when I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, eh, I was I was disappointed. I was eh. expecting to be like it have like an angle to it that made me think that was really clever. Yeah, it never got clever. No, when it should have got clever. Is that one? Of, is Paranormal Activity one of those like fucking yearly movies for a while? Was it like Saw? Yeah, you know how they came out like every Halloween. There is a lot of them. Because yeah, they're um. And yeah. they've just recently doing them, done right? another one, which I didn't enjoy. Huh, why not? I, I don't know. It just, it didn't do it for me. But I feel that if, it was like my whole wrong turn argument. It was an okay film. I feel that if they didn't want, if they had changed it a little bit, put a little bit more effort in and took away the paranormal activity or the wrong turn and just named it something else, it could have been better. Like stored on its own feet. Yeah. The thing is, I like it's more the, the paranormal activity is more in here as a as a series, as an honourable mention. Like, look how well you did. Yeah. Like, you know, you might you might not be the best films, but you did great. Yeah, it's a franchise that stemmed so many fucking sequels. It's it's. There's no real character though. There's no merchandise they can really do. There's no like you know. No. Saw. There's no fucking the little like, clown guy no. on the tricycle. There's no. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You can't really merchandise it. You can maybe you sell, do it a t shirt. You can sell fucking cameras? <laughs> Branded like. Yes. Ghost catching kit? Ghost mode. Ghost mode. Um, I threw a couple on there as well. The animals to be horror. They're ghosts, aren't they? Would you call them ghosts? Do I want to call them ghosts? Like a haunted house? Yeah, it's like a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. 
which we've talked. I mean, about. there's a million of them as well. It's yeah. another great franchise that like like seemed to come out as one film for a while and then suddenly got jumped on. Do you, you know, know there are like thirty, thirty five or thirty eight Amityville horror films. It's funny and, how they got horror in the name. And it's just it's Amityville horror, bird bath, Amityville horror. Clown house. Oh, really? So at, at some point, we completely lose the Amityville house and we go into this whole other just because you slap Amityville on it, people are going to watch it. Oh, I have to look it up now. Let me find some of these. Because I think these. they just did one recently and it was like Amityville in the hood or something. Well, they were there. I remember that Amityville 3D poster with the claw. Yeah, the, the claw. Th- the three arm coming out. I've of been it. trying to track down because I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this year. I'm going to watch all of the Amityville films. <laughs> um, but of course, I think the first. Amityville, New York. Two or three you can't get anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble tracking them down. Because obviously, I want to watch them in order until it becomes a hodgepodge of just a name slapped on a terrible film. Amityville, Death House. <laughs> Amityville, Asylum. Amityville, Island. <laughs> this is a real. Yes, I'm Amityville, aware. Vanishing Point. Is uh, there a car? What? Is it a car? Vanishing Point? Yeah. Uh, Amityville legend lives on in the residence of a local boarding house. Yeah. Okay. What about Amityville Island? The cursed survivor of the killings of the Amityville house brings the evil to a small island where bizarre genetic experiments are carried out on humans and animals in a secret woman's prison. <laughs> okay, I'm going to watch that one. That was like just kept going. Uh, like, yeah. I, I, it's going to be my mission. I'm going to watch all of them. Mark my words. Oh, there's one that's called My Amityville Horror. Oh, is that a documentary? Uh, don't know. Okay, that's cool. Anyhow, there's a, there's a there's a bunch of them. There is a fuck ton. There is indeed. There is. Let me bring me back. Bring us back. Bring us it. back. And that's it. Kind of. That's kind of it. Like yeah. you know, there are other ghost stories out there's, there. There's, and you could probably rattle off ten or twenty that we didn't even think of or consider. What about this question I've had? Is Freddy a ghost? No. What do you mean? He died he and then die. he got he got he, he died die. and got given the powers by elder gods to be ghosty <laughs> in your dream. Like you gotta think well, of you gotta think of the main like the killer is Jason a ghost? He died and then comes back. And true, he keeps coming back. True. Is it but he's made of flesh. Yeah, I'd I'd put him more in the zombie category before I before I put him in the ghost category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the other killers? Uh Scream's not what are the other killers? I can't think now. But I think like Freddy is more of a demonic entity at this point. Like you I don't. He's a I, demon. Yeah. Like I don't feel I, that there would be. He's a dream demon. Yeah, I reckon he's a dream yeah, demon. I don't feel that. I, was saying, I, didn't, I wasn't saying he was a ghost. I was just no. asking. I I thought about it lightly because when yeah. I was looking this up, people were like, you know, I was like trying to work out ones. I saw on some lists and they're like, no, I mean I'm straight. Like, is he a ghost? Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying Pinhead's a ghost because yeah. he used to be dead. I mean, alive and now he's dead, but he works for yep. hell. He's, more, he's a demon. He's a hell priest. Yeah. Motherfucker. Anyhow, um, that's it. Yeah. We're done. But before yep. I sign off, I'd just like to shout out to some people. Some of the people that have helped us out by interacting with us over on our socials through the week. So thank you to Patrick Roberts. He's always on there. He is. He loves it. He's on it. Uh, Adam Gillespie. 
Not a chance, 44. Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, Living in the Past Pod, which is another podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dion Cracknell. You have to mention old Dion Cracknell. Oh, Dion. He comes into the shop. He chats about some things. I work with him. Do you? Well, I don't see him, but he he works at the Apparently same place. Apparently he works there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and so you've been listening to Terror Vision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer, which is me and her. Mm. Um, we're available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube, which is like, which I'm liking is not getting much love anymore. It's getting no love. Which is good because like our YouTube hits are going up. I'm uh, not YouTube. Our podcasting is where, and that's where I want people to be. Yeah. Like in our podcast, not on our YouTube channel kind of thing, which is fine. People can still go over there and have a, have a gander. If it, maybe maybe it'll, it's a gateway into the pod, but yeah. Um, but no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure, you know, you hit the like button, you subscribe to us, you know, get on there. Leave a comment, a review. You get mentioned, you know, stuff like that on the show. You can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. We got an email, which is, you know, um, uh, what is our email? It is terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Yes. So, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And remember, kids, be kind. Rewind. Rewind.